0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at winbet.com, or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Roster brought to you by the DJ and Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got the first half under bingo card. Enter both contests today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, March 14th, currently two on the East Coast. Here to recap what we saw on Monday night in the association and break down the NBA betting card for the Tuesday games. And I got my guys here with me. First up, it's the man Delante. Smith, Delante, what's going on, my man?
1: Not much, man. Uh it's been a while since I've been up here. So uh Ready to get to it. It's a couple of good games, so just looking forward to uh, breaking the card down.
0: Yep. And also joining us, you guys know him as the voice of many pods on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Now we're the Golf Gambling Podcast, WNBA, NFL, and of course here on the NBA Gambling Podcast. is Scott studio. Shell Scott, what's going on, brother?
2: Nothing much. I've got to study golf, apparently, because I don't know that I do golf. But i uh, looking forward to going through the golf. card. <laughs> yeah. oh, my I bad. used to edit I'm the golf tennis. podcast. I was going to say, I 18. used to edit the golf uh, podcast like last year. But yeah, overall, fine. Um, yeah, just working on my uh, my wedge game from the sand. But there besides that, doing pretty well. Uh, coming off of a sweep yesterday. Ended up having the Jazz plus seven and a half as my dog. Because why would the Heat ever be favored with that many points? Especially against the Jazz. And they won, but not by enough. And for my dog, I hit a long shot. I took Kyle Anderson double-double at plus 400. He overachieved. He hit the triple-double. I don't know what that price was, but he did have the double-double in order to get the triple-double, and that was plus 400. So a nice start to the week. Can't really complain about anything about how the uh, day went. And, yeah, looking forward to the Tuesday card.
0: Yeah, yesterday was a pretty good day. I, I know you guys crushed it yesterday on the pod. I had a pretty good day myself as well with the player props. Um, did a junior nine to one on his double double. <clears throat> and then Jabari also, he's starting to look like he's rounding into form a little bit for the Rockets. Uh, that was at around plus 250, plus 260, depending on your shot. But yeah, yesterday was a pretty good day in the association. Uh, we did have, let's see, um, Milwaukee and the Kings game was a really good game. I know um, Scott just touched on the Utah Jazz and the Miami Heat. He do get the victory, uh, like he mentioned, 119-115. But Jazz do cover again as an underdog at, was it, plus 7.5, plus 8, plus 8, depending on your book. Mm -hmm. Um, They do get the cover there. Minnesota goes into Atlanta last night and gets the 21-point victory there. Another over. Um, for an Atlanta Hawks game. I think since the All-Star break, at least in their home games, I want to say they're now 5-1 towards the over, especially since they've made the switch over to Quinn Snyder as the head coach of uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Seeing the surprise of the night, or maybe not to a lot, people like Terrell, uh, Rockets do get the outright victory against the Boston Celtics last night. Um, like I mentioned, Kevin Porter Jr. had a big game. Jalen Green had a big game. Uh, Jabari Smith also had a huge game for the Rockets. All three of those. Uh, even KJ Martin um, quietly had 20 points last night for the Houston Rockets. They get the outright victory. 111-109. They're around a 5-1 to one underdog in that game. And then the nightcap, pretty exciting games, so or at least the Milwaukee and Sacramento game last night. Golden State gets the victory uh, against Phoenix, 123-112. Phoenix made it a little bit of a game in that third quarter, but uh, eventually the Warriors uh, pulled away with a great second half performance uh, by Jordan Poole. Klay Thompson got it going in the first half. He dropped 33 points in that game. And then Milwaukee and Sacramento, uh, that second half was just absolute bar burner. Uh, They combined for, I think, 141 points. 142 points in that game last night in the second half but Milwaukee saw the return of Giannis 133 124 just absolutely no answer for the um Sacramento Kings for Giannis he goes on to drop 46 points 19 of 28 from the floor um I mean that was all the games but uh Scott let me start with you anything in particular from those games last night that caught your eye
2: well, besides the Celtics losing, which was the main talking point, I'll save that for either you or Delonte because I'm sure that that's worth talking about. But I want to talk about the trash talk quickly between the uh, the Warriors and the Suns, mostly between Steph and Chris Paul during the course of that game. <laughs> this isn't 2014 anymore. <laughs> really? <laughs> like nine years ago? That was before Never you even won me. a championship. What are you talking about? Was <laughs> I know one who found that really, really weird. Like 2014, you have to think back on the Clippers beat the Warriors in a seven game series. I'm sure most people forgot that even happened because yeah. the Clippers lost the round after and the Warriors, I think, fired Mark Jackson because of that series. And they eventually mm-hmm. won a couple of championships. I don't know where that came from. I just thought that was one of the most random pieces of trash talk I've ever seen because they played in the playoffs a couple a couple uh, one or two times Chris Paul got injured mid-series happens but Chris Paul's been around for so long 2014 really like I don't know where that even where did that come from
0: it was
1: probably I mean, I'm not, I'm not, not a seen seen the, of two North Carolina guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you've seen the Pete Weber. With when he, I think I don't know if it was some bowling. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it kind of reminded me of that. Like he's just randomly saying shit that he just wants to talk shit. He's but like, did you know that
2: that that uh Pete Weber quote's actually funnier because he was that entire thing was directed at a twelve year old kid.
0: <laughs> was it really? I <laughs> it didn't was. see it was in the Twelve year old He
2: said it in a podcast, some twelve year old was cheering loudly for the opponent. And uh, yeah, that whole "Who do you think you are?" I am thing was at yeah. a twelve year old who was in like the second or third row in the stands, which I think is that's wonderful.
1: crazy. But,
2: yeah, either way, I don't have an issue if they're going to trash talk because Chris Paul and Steph have you know beef together, or and they they've been you know constantly battling in the playoffs or mm-hmm. just in the Western Conference for a long time. The 2014 part's the thing that I find weird. You've had so many encounters since 2014, and the Suns have also owned you. Like, the entire season, besides this one game, yeah. I thought it was weird that Curry, the trash talk, whatever, it's easy to talk when you're up. You know, it's fine. They were dominating. Then they blew it, and then they had to win the game again. The 2014 part threw me for a loop. I just thought that came out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just caught up in the moment or, or whatever the case might have been. But, yeah, look, uh, what, Suns had won right. three of the previous matchups this season, so it was a—, a I mean, as far as tiebreakers go, it didn't really matter. But as far as the standings, it was an important game for both teams. And again, Golden State just came out on fire. But yeah, um, that I saw the uh, the highlight of it, uh, Scott, on Twitter, and it kind of threw me off as well. I was like, I, I I exactly didn't know what he was referring to there.
2: Chris Paul wasn't sure either. I mean, I can tell if he was joking or not, but he's like, 2014, what happened in 2014? I I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it was a seven-game series for the Clippers, which I remember because I was rooting for Golden State because I thought they were more entertaining at the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know why this was the moment to bring up something that happened before you started a dynasty and won several championships. You could have gone in so many different directions. You could have <laughs> taken the Chris Paul Z- CP0 angle. You could have gone with any type of Zero. <laughs> angle you wanted. Based on how many playoff failures he's had, et cetera, twenty—I I, don't—I know. just thought that was very weird. Plus, Chris Paul's like thirty-eight years old. What yeah. are you doing? Leave, leave the old man alone. What are you doing?
1: <laughs>
0: nah, uh, man, Chris else Paul's always oh, no, no, Go ahead, No, nah,
1: Chris say? Paul's always talking shit, man. He's always talking shit. So I, I don't—I mean, Steph, that was weird, like of him talking. But Chris Paul's always talking shit, man. He could—he could have he been talking about the battle for North Carolina guards, you know. I'm not really a proponent of two North Carolina guys fighting like that, but hey, it's entertaining at least. It just,
2: I is just North think it's one of those do arguments you, or beefs. Or no, like no, 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 I'm
1: from, no. I'm from North Carolina, and both of them are from North Carolina too. Okay. I, don't want them, I don't want them fighting against <laughs> each other. All right. <laughs> I,
2: I just think Scott. that it was it was a situation where you have a couple of guys who are either cursing each other out or somebody said a comment, so then they start going back and forth. And at every point in when that happens, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, Somebody says a line when they run out of comebacks that doesn't make any sense and everyone's right. looking back like you clearly just either lost or yeah. he got under your skin. That's what Chris Paul that's uh, what Chris Paul did to Steph, I guess, because I don't know what Steph was talking about.
0: You reminded me of that video um that's always on Twitter, the two guys that are flicking each other off but not really doing anything. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um anything else from last night, Scott?
2: Uh, no, uh, I didn't mention the Celtics thing because you already did, but of course, yeah. that's a dis- that's really just a ridiculous loss. I know Philly's about one game back. I know that Delonte mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Philly to win-, to win the division now is like plus 550, and they have the same amount of losses. Uh, they are currently separated by one game, but Boston's played an extra two games. Really, plus 550 for a Celtics plus team that's been kind of falling is it still
0: apart. Plus 550?
2: It was 550 yesterday, it was right after the Celtics lost to Houston. I think it was 550.
0: Mm. Mm. I mean, you may have to get down yeah,
1: to. I, it I got a lot of I got a lot of Philly features, man. Yeah, so Dawnt don't, yeah don't like,
2: want. I know you mentioned a couple weeks ago. I think it was like yeah. eight fifty at the time.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I got uh I think I got some eight fifty. I got some nine to one. I got 4-to-1 some four to one before the season. Um, I, I'm I, I probably got like seven or eight bits for a Philly. So yeah, if they win, I might yeah. be taking a week off.
2: And shout out to Milwaukee for uh, winning on the road. Sabonis had a massive stat line, but Giannis had a casual like 46 and 12. And shout out to Brook Lopez, who proved he would have actually kicked Trey Lyle's ass. And I think (laughs) that he was actually willing to fight.
0: Oh yeah, it was. I was towards even at the end of the game there that um, I think there he was like moving like four Sacramento Kings players on his own like during that scuffle. It was.
2: But can we agree that he was trying to fight? So he's not in that list because it looked like Lopez was actually trying to kill him.
0: Oh yeah, he was ready to swing. He had him by the throat already, and he was ready to throw. (laughs) He was ready to throw a punch in there uh, before he got held back. But um, so what? That was an entertained game. In this, it was. I think something. Prior to kind of – I know he had a I bloody – He got Fox bloodied up you know, earlier in that game. Okay. Yeah, he got elbowed in the this third quarter. That's yeah.
1: probably what it was. I've seen Fox say something about Giannis like it was Giannis' fault, but, I mean, what what the hell did Giannis do? Why did nobody I attack Giannis?
0: I, I tuned Giannis out the fault. game at the wrong time because I had the second half over and it had cleared, and then I think Grayson Allen hit that – he hit that dunk at the end to put them up nine and then Fox came back and hit or missed a three. And then they were just dribbling it out. So I turned it off. I go back and check the score. The game was still going. I was like, okay, something probably happened. I went back and tuned in and like the scuffle broke out. But Fox at the end of the, in the press conference said that if Giannis would have just dribbled the ball out, none of that would have happened, but I don't know but if he was
2: dribbling to... the ball out. Like while well, I yeah. tried to reach yeah, and then Giannis, Giannis walked away and then Lyles just like half shoved him in the back. I I don't know what Giannis did besides drop 46 on his head. I yeah. I, I don't know what exactly happened there, but it was a good game. I I just think yeah. that Trey Lyles is maybe another role player who's trying to talk like a starter, and he decided I'm gonna shove the guy who uh, dropped 46 on my team, and he just expected Lopez to not walk over and try to you know take his head off. Like, I I don't know what the Kings are talking about. Giannis did dribble the ball out.
0: Yeah. Um, also before the game started yesterday, uh, a trend or a stat came out that head to head between the bucks and the Knicks that 20 straight games had gone over the total. Yeah, last time it had 21 in a row. So I don't know, maybe something to keep in mind going into the future. At least for I don't think they match up again this season again, but maybe the CVK, uh, I'll write this one down. Hopefully, we can remember it for next season. Adlanta, anything that stuck out to you last night? And you liked that? Okay, you stumped um, him.
2: you stumped him with the question. And, uh, yeah, you <laughs> had to go back and think about it. But I don't really have anything more to add there. I had I had to at least mention the fight, but I don't know what the Kings were really complaining about. Giannis was dribbling the ball out, and he wasn't near a triple double yeah. either, so he couldn't fake a shot at the rim. So I don't know what they were complaining about.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I, mean, I think we covered everything from last night. Um, did you see Dylan Brooks blowing <laughs> a? <laughs> blown against the Luca and Kyrie Irving after he went like what one of six from three points. At that point, I think he was like one of six. I think that's what I read, but he finished the game going four of eleven. And then they think they called a timeout after he hit that three. And then Luca just kind of gets up and like kind of smarks. Like, all right, I'll I'll have something for your ass next time.
2: I, I mean Dylan Brooks is doing what his new shtick is, and he was a guy who was kind of talking some trash, and he was a guy that is not afraid to talk like a starter, speaking of which, talk like a head player, and he's definitely more of a liability than an actual positive for his team. I just thought it was funny. He's in a trash-talking team with no Kyrie and no Luka, and he was terrible before the actual shot went in, and then he made a shot, and he added himself a little moment there. Do you think he knows who Vernon Maxwell is because he copied his whole flow bar for bar?
0: Um...
2: Of course, you know who that is. Of course, I yeah. I mean, that was where like, the kiss to the crowd started.
0: Yeah, I don't think he does. He barely knows some of these other players that are, re- or he claims he doesn't know these players. But yeah, I don't. Dylan Brooks rubs me the wrong way. Man. Ironically, by the way,
2: is. doesn't he kind of remind you of Vernon Maxwell in a way or two?
0: To Dylan some Brooks
2: similarities there.
0: Uh... Oh. Yeah, I, I can see the comparison, but uh, Vernon Maxwell definitely was a better shooter. I'll better say that. Player. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying
2: I, I do see some similarities based on how they compose themselves.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. We got Delonte back. Uh, Delonte, anything else uh, that kind of stuck out to you that we haven't discussed already? Uh, actually, I, I missed what you guys discussed, but um, There's Dylan Brooks being? We excited. were talking about Dylan Brooks uh, yeah, blowing Todd. a kiss to Luca and Kyrie after going starting one of six from three point land.
1: I, I can't wait until he get they get in the playoff series and they get absolutely smoked by whoever they're they're playing against, and he just can't say anything. He's just like, oh, he's I gonna say know.
2: something. We're yeah. gonna laugh. At I do, he's I, gonna, was, I do respect saying. that
1: though. I do respect that. I do respect that no matter if they're down, losing, lost, or whatever, he's still going to talk shit. I respect people who do that. I, I really do. Not saying it's warranted, but, I mean, I have no idea what that guy's doing. Um, but they're going to get smoked by somebody in the playoffs, and um, I'm going to probably be betting against them probably every game. Uh, as far as last night, the Bucks, man, I just don't know if anybody can contain what they do on a night-in, night-out basis like the intensity that they play with in a regular season game is just far above what anybody else does. Like I watched a lot of that Kings game and they were like, the Kings were in control of that game for probably about what, like three quarters, I would say.
2: Yeah, say like, like late half of the second – of the third quarter, the Bucks right.
1: just went on a run. And right, just and it's just him. like – I think Bud called a timeout. Uh, I think it was a Sabonis uh, – I think it was a Sabonis three, maybe, like on the late shot clock. And he called a timeout, and just, I don't know what he said or what Giannis said, but they just came out, and they were just dominant. Like, Chris Middleton starting to look like himself again. Uh, he's getting back in rhythm. I like some of the things that they were doing with him with that second unit. He's actually playing better with the second unit than he is with the first unit. I mean, but – I don't – the Bucks just, man, they they look so good. And that was on the road, um, something that a lot of teams can't do is win on the road. And that's a quality opponent with Sacramento, regardless of how people think, you know, if they're fugazi or not. But I think that's a quality opponent with a good half court. And um, the Bucks, man, I just I – added, I added another feature on them to, to win the East and to win the championship. So that's – I thought that was a really, really good performance last night.
0: Yeah, I mean they look really good, man. Uh, they got obviously, like you mentioned, they got Giannis back, um, and I think they're. I mean, they're one of it was the most so complete teams. So funny watching
2: Sacramento try to guard him. By the way, they, they never stood a chance. They wanted. never stand a chance, and he had yeah. forty six. It was just easy work for Giannis. Yeah, I really think. Um,
1: I think Bud does a good job of. Try- you know how teams try to build the wall. I think they do a good job of moving him around, like putting him in the mm-hmm. in the middle of the the free throw line and posting him up a lot. I think he does a really good job of, of getting Giannis in space and overloading one side where you can't double Chris Middleton and you got Grayson Allen who can shoot Ingles Crowder. So I think he does a good job of scheming up to get Giannis some of that space because we all know when he gets in space, it's over.
2: Kings even yeah. tried some zone in there. Yeah, they did.
1: And it w- wasn't working.
2: Monumental waste of time. They gave it, it to Giannis it. in the middle of the zone and he had a just a straight line to the rim in hard. about two seconds every time. But at yeah. least they were trying something.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I give, I give him that. Yeah. Mm. All right, guys, let's get over to the schedule for tonight. So, before we go there, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor. That is going to be WinBed. They are the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And WinBed is active now in Massachusetts and ton of other states uh be on the lookout for the win bet win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 pm Eastern time during win bet win hour marquee games of the week will have better odds on win bet giving you a larger payout opportunity and March Madness is here so many ways to bet on the big dance sign up today to receive a special offer bet 100 and get 100 limited state availability and of course for our dgens only if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week you get a thousand free credit There's so much to choose from all you have to do is head over to sports gambling slash win or download the Winbet app Offer up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 20 years or older and present in the state where play through win Bet is available if you or somebody you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 also uh we're brought to you by the march madness contest happening over on the sports gambling podcast network the dj dance our march madness Bingo contest is back free to enter and $1,000 in cash prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got the first half under bingo card where you can win a SGPN gift card. both contest exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, guys, let's get into the schedule here for tonight. The first game on the schedule. It's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers are here tonight. Uh, this line opened up in favor of, of the Cleveland Cavaliers at minus seven and a half. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus seven and a half. Uh total opened up at 221 and a half. That means that number has now been bet up a little bit to 223 and a half. Starting to see some two twenty fours out there as well. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, only Jared Allen is going to be out here tonight. He's dealing with a uh eye injury, and then for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Cody Martin is going to be out. Mark Williams is going to be out for this game. And then Kelly Oubre Jr. is probable here tonight for the Hornets. Um, Scott, why don't you kick us off with this game? Cleveland laying seven and a half on the road here tonight in Charlotte to take on the Hornets.
2: So Charlotte just had them on the ropes and then choked in the fourth quarter. What else is new? And Cleveland unscored them 33 to 19 in the fourth to win the game by six. I think I'm going to link to Cleveland here. Charlotte gave Cleveland its best punch, in my opinion, and then eventually just wore just wore down and ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. I think Cleveland might have been overlooking them, and I think that that won't happen again. We saw Cleveland pick it up a level that Charlotte can't, and I think that'll be the, more the case or the story for this game. I'm gonna lean to Cleveland. Mobley was horrible on the glass in that game without Mob without uh, Allen. I think he'll do a better job this time around. Yeah. I still like the overall talent on Cleveland a lot more than Charlotte. Duh and I think that Cleveland will win the game comfortably. But it was the fact that Charlotte really should have won the game, and then they got smacked in the fourth quarter. I think Cleveland got the wake-up call it needed, and I think it's going to bury this, team.
0: Yeah, this is a front end of a back-to-back for the um, Cleveland Cavaliers. They do have Philadelphia tomorrow, Uh, but they've actually been really good on the front end of back-to-backs. I was trying to pull up the number, but uh, the side I use isn't working right now. But I want to say I think they were undefeated. Against uh, spread in those situations and um, like you talked about I was on Evan Mobley rebounds in that game but he got into foul trouble in that first quarter um, I think he picked up two quick ones in that game but he still ended up finishing the game I think with either eight or nine rebounds in that game so you know like you mentioned he sh- should do a better job here tonight um, I like Cleveland here as well I think that they'll come in here they'll take care of business before the game tomorrow uh, against the Charlotte Hornet sorry against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers but like I mentioned, they're six and zero against the spread in front end of back to backs, uh, and, and on the road, I think they're three and zero. I'll try to pull that up uh, as we go along here. But uh, Delonte, here, uh, Cavs at Hornets, man. Yeah, is
1: um that game? Is it in Philly or is it uh, in Cleveland? The um, game
0: let me pull that up here. It is. Yeah, but uh, uh, I, d- I didn't know that game. they
1: play. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at the schedule, so I
0: didn't look at the. Uh, yeah, home game for uh, Cleveland tomorrow. All right, yeah.
1: So I lean to to Charlotte. Um, not, not not anything like big, or I just think that they've been playing hard over the last. Uh, I guess like at, initially after Lamelo went down, they were horrible. I think they got like smacked by Brooklyn, um, and another team smacked them. I can't I can't remember who it was, but since the, since those two beatdowns, they've been playing really good. Uh, being competitive, they've been killing it defensively. It actually ranked third in defensive rating over the last ten games, which is actually surprising to me. Um, Cleveland, on the other hand, they haven't been playing as well defensively. Maybe some of that's due to, you know, injuries and foul trouble to Mobley and, and Allen. But they're 14th in the last 10. I mean, that's not obviously it's above average, but they're used to being a top three. I think overall in the season, they're second in, uh, in defensive rating. But I think I think the Hornets can keep it competitive here. Uh, it's going to be a defensive game. So I think that bodes well for the underdog. Usually the second game of those, you know, home and home situations, usually leans to the team that got beat, especially if it's, you know, a team who was basically controlling the game for like three quarters. Uh, So I like the Hornets here. Um, I think that they keep the game a little bit, you know, at a slower pace, which the Cavs don't mind playing at a slower pace. um, I think they can, I think they can cover this game. I mean, they've covered six of the last 10. Um, They are, they do the the Cavs are a 31, 23 and two ATS on the season as a favorite, but uh, that's, that's not including, you know, like their numbers as a row favor are a little bit um, worse than that. But, uh, yeah, I like um, I like Charlotte tonight. I think they can stay within the number.
0: Um, yeah, in that game, uh, Evan Mobley, we talked about had 18 points, nine rebounds. Um, I, I know I was on that prop because I know, I remember, he picked up two early fouls, but he started picking up the rebound. So if he's, if he's able to stay out of foul trouble here tonight, I'd probably go back to that player prop. But uh, before we get to the uh, player props, uh, like Delonte mentioned uh, last, if you want to go last 10 games or last five games, I think both these teams have been really good defensively. I went the last five games, Cleveland number one, as far as defensive rating and the Charlotte Hornets are number seven. And then like Delante mentioned over the last 10 games, um, Charlotte number three, as far as defensive rating. So I think we'll see more of, of a defensive game here. Like Delante mentioned, which I do like the under in this game. Uh, that number is currently at 224 currently over on Win bet. Um, Scott, do you have thoughts on the total here?
2: I'm going to lean to the under as well. I think both teams defensively, as you said before, have been better, and I do think that the pace might be a little bit lacking there. Charlotte's played slower since Lamelo got injured, obviously, Mm. and I'll go with the under. I think it'll be close, but I think it'll be somewhere in the low 220s, high 210s range.
0: Yeah. Uh, Charlotte – sorry, Cleveland number 27 as far as pace over the last 10. Charlotte is around number 12 but again the offensive efficiency just hasn't been there uh, even though they are pushing the pace a little bit but definitely slower like Scott mentioned without uh, LaMelo Ball in the lineup. Um, Dante, total? Yeah I like the under Um,
1: 22 of the 33 home games for Charlotte have went under Uh, like I said both teams playing really good defensively and you know in the second matchup they've they've seen them they've you know, we got a chance to feel some of the things that they that each offense does. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be some adjustments made by both coaches. And I think it's going to be a low-possession game. Um, like, the first game closed, I think, 220. And, I, you know, Sh- Charlotte had to give up 33 points for it to, to go over. It barely went over. So, I mean, at 224, I'm not sure. It that's I think that's an over-adjustment. So yeah. I'll stick around and wait for it to see if I can get, like, a 225, 224-and-a-half and I'll go
0: under that. All right. Uh, let's get over to the player props in this game. Uh, LG mentioning really likes Evan Mobley's over two and a half assists. He's covered in the last four games without Jared Allen in the lineup and his primary rim uh, post script will. So will be more passive on offense. Also, versatile centers crush this line. Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I, was, I pulled up Evan Mobley's numbers. He's gone over this in four straight games without Jared uh, Allen in the lineup. That number is currently at two and a half. At minus one twenty five. So yeah, I can get there with that. Uh, unless unless you want to play a pra, I'll try to pull that up. But uh, Dante, why don't you leave us off of player props in this game if you have any? Uh
1: yeah, I just I like Mobley under eleven and a half rebounds. I think it's way too high. He's under in in three straight and ten of the last twelve. So I think it's a little overinflated because of you know foul trouble and what Allen's and with Allen uh, being out. I mm-hmm. think they're expecting him to be you know like a dominant force on the boards. I mean he is a good rebounder, but I mean he's not 11 and a half is a lot of rebounds. That's that's like Sabonis Giannis uh Anthony Davis territory. I, I don't think he's that good of a rebounder. And the interior of um the Hornets defense is it's not bad. I mean they have some solid you know pieces on the inside with Ubre. Ubre's playing tonight right
0: yeah he's probably officially on the injury report.
1: Yeah so but even PJ Washington uh Nick Richards uh I know Mark Williams is out so uh that's a I would love for him to be in, but yeah, I like him under 11 and a half rebounds. I think it's a little bit too high.
0: Yeah, I do like Nick Richards in this game, Um, whether it's rebounds or whether it's his points. Uh, He's had a double-double in two of the last three games for the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Last game against Cleveland, he had 15 points and 12 rebounds in that game. That number is currently at plus 150 for his double-double here tonight. Um, Scott, player props.
2: Yeah, you mentioned Richards. That's going to be my main guy. Uh, You know, I've been praising him for months, and now Charlotte finally let him cook, and he's been playing well. Mark Williams, it was fun while it lasted, but I guess the foul trouble was too much for the coaches to handle, and they decided to let Richards get most of the run lately. He's been good, and he was good against Cleveland last meeting a couple days ago. I think he'll be good again. I like Richards double-double at plus 150.
0: All right, let's keep it rolling here, gentlemen. We'll get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the... Pistons um, are traveling to the nation's capital here tonight to take on the wizards. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the uh, Washington wizards at 10 and a half. That number has been up, bet up to minus 12 and a half uh, total opened up in about two twenty-four and a half. and a half. The numbers now at two twenty-two and a half. and a half consensus looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Washington wizards, Johnny Davis, Todd Gibson and Kyle Kuzma are officially questionable here tonight. Everybody really else
2: Johnny Davis out there. <laughs>
0: really, I mean he's he's on the injury report, so I, really? I just had to read it out loud. I, was, like, what I went a, what to
2: Wisconsin. A, you don't have to go that far. What a waste <laughs> of
1: a, what a waste of a draft pick by them. He should have stayed in school, honestly. Whatever. Uh, it it would
2: have been the tournament if he made, if he stayed in school. So I kind right, of agree. Yeah. But.
0: Pistons did play last night. Uh, no injury uh, report submitted for them yet, uh, but they did get the victory against the Pacers, one seventeen ninety seven. Uh, Scott, why don't you lead us off with this game? Washington laying 13. Eh, let's call it 12 and a half right now over on win bet.
2: So I understand that Detroit played yesterday and they're on a back to back. They were already benching half their team. Uh, so and they've been especially bad on the road. They're seven and 26 on the road. Having said that, am I really supposed to lay 13 points with the Wizards? How the hell? We, no, either. like I, I got to take Detroit on principle. Uh, we yeah, just saw a double digit underdog win yesterday outright with the Rockets. It happens more often than you think. Uh, but Washington has not played well. They have played some decent teams, played the Hawks twice competitively, and they lost to the Sixers. You know, happened. Sixers have been very good. I can't like 13. I just can't do it. If the spread was seven or eight, maybe I'd consider the Wizards. 13 is crazy. It's Detroit or pass.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is a really big number. Um, they've been decent on back-to-back um Back-to-back games have the uh, Detroit Pistons, but like you mentioned, have the team sat yesterday, so I'm guessing maybe half of those guys play here tonight. Uh, but yeah, 13 is a real 12 and a half, 13. Again, definitely shop around for the best number. I'm, I'm right there with you. I got, I got to take the Pistons here on the spread as well. Glancey, uh, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I don't, um, I don't trust the the Wizards either, especially if Kuzma's banged up. So I mean, they really don't need him for this game. So I would imagine that he sits. Um, but detroit seven uh, you mentioned off the back-to-back there's 75 ats off the back-to-back so not horrible and they're actually not horrible uh ats on the road they're right at 500 i think like 16 and 16 maybe um 17 and 16 um if you like depends on what book you're using as a closing number but i I just don't trust washington land as big of a number i mean they haven't been covering as of late three six and one ats the last 10 um i know detroit is coming off that back to back and they got a win, so I think that was snap like eleven game losing streak, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, ten or eleven nice. game losing streak. Um, yeah. So I mean, they might be you know a little bit overzealous, but I, I don't want to lay that number. What I would do is I'll lay four and a half in the first quarter with the Wizards because they're one of the better first quarter teams uh, in the NBA. They're six and four ATS the last ten. Uh, you know they're prone to get off the hot starts, especially at home. Uh, And with Detroit coming off that win might come out a little bit stagnant. So I like wizards in the first quarter minus four
0: and a half, but I'll lean to Detroit full game. All right. uh, Let's get to the total in this game. Currently sitting at 200 and 222 and a half. Uh, do we got for the total. Honestly,
1: I have no idea. I don't know. I would, um, my gut instinct leans under, but with the wizards, haven't been playing good defense, but the counter to that would be, I mean, the, who the hell is going to score on the Pistons? So I think by, by virtue of that, I would lean under, just thinking that the Pistons don't score enough. Even if the Wizards score like 120, 130, I don't think the Pistons can get to a certain number to make it go over. So I'd lean under.
0: Scott?
1: I have
2: no idea. Right? I have no interest in betting the total on this one. Detroit's on a back-to-back, but they're half tanking. We know Boyan's not going to play the rest of the year. Is Ivy going to suddenly not play for a couple of weeks? Maybe. Uh, is Dur- is Durin going to not play maybe they can you keep using Wiseman who knows the point is I don't know what Detroit's doing on a day-in day-out basis so on principle I took the points but for the total I got no action I just think that this is a game that I'd rather I can't even say watch I'm not going to watch a second of this game so it's a game that I'd rather acknowledge exists without actually putting it on or having significant action on it I got no thoughts on the
1: total
0: yeah, I didn't have anything on the total either here. Uh, it, it could fly over the total or we right. could see it go way under. So right. it's away away from this game uh, completely. Um, any player props you guys like? Delonte, have any player props? Yeah, I don't have anything at all on player props. Scott?
2: Uh, no, I don't have much. If Wiseman plays, maybe I'd consider double-double. I'd think about it. But yeah. as a whole, no, not really. I feel like it's one of those games with Washington. You never know what the offensive game plan is going to be. Because mm-hmm. you want Beal to be more aggressive because of how talented he is, but he's been mostly passive for the entire year. Kuzma's going to get his shots. Porzingis is going to get his shots. I don't know if they're going to go in or not. And with Detroit, once again, do you blindly just lean Killian Hayes under because he's bad at basketball?
1: Somebody just said in the chat, I can't delay 13, 13 and a half with Killian Hayes. I
2: posted a <laughs> number yesterday. It was like 14 and a half. He had eight in the first quarter, and he finished with 10. He's just not a good player. I've said yeah. it for several months at this point.
0: He had 10 points and 11 assists last night, five turnovers. So if he does play, maybe look at some turnover props or maybe steal props for either, I don't know. I know Monte Morris is back, but I did see DeLon Wright was uh, trying to kind of throw a box score. He does uh, force those turnovers and get those steals. So um, maybe that's the only player prop that I was looking for, but it wasn't posted yet. Um, All right, guys, let's not waste any more time on that game. Then let's go over to the next game of the night. We have the Denver Nuggets uh headed up north to take on the Toronto Raptors. Uh this line opened up in favor of the Toronto Raptors at let's see here. I think it was one. Yeah, one still at minus 1 right now. Total up about 229. That number has pretty much stayed the course at two sorry, uh 229. That number's actually been bed down to 227. Do see some 226 and a halves out there as well. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, Let's start with the road team, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Reggie Jackson is probable here tonight. Jamal Murray is officially questionable here tonight. Um, and that is pretty much it for the Denver Nuggets. For the Toronto Raptors, uh, pretty clean injury report. The usual suspects are out uh, for this game. But the main starters, uh, Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van VanVleet, uh, OG Ananobi, uh, Gary Trent, all those guys are going to be playing here tonight. Uh, these two teams had matched up not too long ago. I believe it was just last week where I think Denver got – they did get the out, that outright victory, but I'm not sure they covered the spread in that game. But um, we saw what Fred Van Vliet said after the game about the officiating. I believe it was that game. Um yeah, It was. One eighteen, Yeah, 118-113 victory for the Denver Nuggets. They did not cover the spread. Uh, It was minus six, but the game did go over the total of 228.5. Scott, lead us off with this game right now. Toronto minus one hosting the Denver Nuggets.
2: So I find the side very tricky in particular because Denver has been horrible lately, especially defensively, and Coach Malone called them out. Then Michael Porter Jr. said that it's tough to get into a rhythm when I get benched for the entire quarter. So he's taking shots at the coach <laughs> while they're the one seed. But we know that Porter Jr. and Malone have hated each other for a long time. That's been an issue for years. But I, I, it's really tough to trust the Nuggets. But then on the other hand, it means you're trusting Toronto. And I hate doing that too. So I think I'll lean to Toronto because the line does seem extremely trappy. And Toronto really had Denver on the ropes last time. And then they kind of imploded late. And then you had the technical foul situation with Scotty Barnes, and he got ejected. Whatever. The point is, Toronto had a good chance to win that game. I think I'd rather take playoff props. I'd take a player props. I think I'd rather go with like Jaka Pirtle, who I saw was at thirteen and a half. I think he had seventeen or eighteen the last time they played, and he's been pretty good with points lately. He's played a bunch of minutes. I'm gonna lean to. Uh, yeah, for the most part, I'm going to lean to Toronto, I guess. But I think I'd rather look for maybe a team total over for Toronto and just dare Denver to actually stop anybody right now.
0: Yeah, Denver over the last three games, they've been struggling on the defensive side of the basketball. Um, even if we want to go back to last five, uh, their defensive rating is at uh, number 21 below league average. But even over the last three games, uh, they've been Uh, That number drops all the way down to number 20. I think it was like, yeah, actually dead last as far as defensive rating over the last three games. They're allowing opponents to score 122 uh, per game. Um, So it's not very good right now for the uh, Denver Nuggets defensively. But I think that's a lot of it that we've seen and people have talked about this. I think we've talked about this as well is that got to make the Joker play some type of defense. And then if they're putting him in a prick and roll that's where they they have the opponents of the Denver Nuggets at least over the last three games have been able to do damage against the um to Denver Nuggets. So we'll see if the Toronto Raptors do do that. Raptors not very better defensively either. They're number twenty three as far as defensive rating over the last three games. Um, but I'm going to lean with the Raptors here as well. You know, like Scott mentioned, they had him on the ropes in that final minute or so, and then we saw the theatrics of the technical fouls and Scotty Barnes getting ejected. Of course, Scott Foster was on that game, but um, this season he has been trending towards home teams very heavily, at least against the spread, has Scott Foster. So a bit of a revenge angle here for the Toronto Raptors now welcoming the Denver Nuggets into their building. I do like the minus one here uh, for the uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, Talante, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I can make cases for both sides. I think you guys brought up basically the entire handicap from, from each angle, Denver had both teams have lost uh, three straight uh, Toronto, two and three ATS in that span, Denver one and four ATS in that span. But I think the biggest story obviously is Denver because of the seed that they are. And I do respect Malone, like not playing Porter, you know, late in games because I mean he can't play defense and you can't and have since no,
2: he came into the league they've hated each other. Yeah,
1: I mean you can't have you can't have him and Joker on the floor at the same time in curse time because I mean somebody has to guard somebody and if they if they do play both then somebody has to guard Siakam which I mean who the hell is that going to be and Joker I mean he's pretty much playing free safety in the middle of the defense he's not really guarding anybody I and mean, he's not a good rim protector so. Uh, you know, Toronto's returning home from a five game road trip. I usually like to fade teams off of that road trip, but you know, Monov, you mentioned the revenge angle. I think they were the better team in Denver that night. But they do struggle defending the three, which Denver shoots the ball extremely well first in three point percentage and Toronto's 28th in three point percentage defense. Um, they Toronto also has a problem, you know, defending the rim. They are 20th in rim percentage defense and Denver gets to the rim pretty easily. Most of that is between you know, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter and some of those guys. That's second in rim percentage offense. But yeah, I think Toronto can get it done here. What I will do is if Murray is ruled in, I'll be on Toronto. But if he's ruled out, I'll probably take the points with with Denver simply because of an overreaction. Because if he if he's ruled out, I'm pretty sure it's gonna close like, you know, two and a half, two, two and a half, and I'll probably be on Denver. But uh, Toronto, you know, they got to get to the rim. Denver's weakness is, is rim defense where they rank 29th. And if they can get Siakam downhill, uh Frey Van Vliet off the pick and roll, I think Munaf, you mentioned that. That's that's mm-hmm. a good that's a good way to get into the paint against Denver. Um Frey Van Vliet has been like awesome distributing the ball. So if they can get Scotty Barnes, uh, Siakam, OG downhill to the rim, and even get Joker and Foul trouble to keep him off the floor. I think they're they'll be at an advantage. But on the opposite end, if Denver can get that offense rolling, with or without Murray, if they can get the offense rolling, I don't think Toronto can can withstand some of the things that they can do offensively. So uh, I'll lean and I guess to Toronto, but if Murray's ruled out, I'll probably be on Denver. So yeah,
2: I like be Toronto- to over as my main play. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. yeah. T- Toronto got outscored in that fourth quarter. Um- was it last monday uh 35 25 by denver which kind of really propelled them to that victory there but um and again like i mentioned we saw what happened at that end of the game but um yeah uh scott you mentioned you like the over in this game
2: yeah i I can't really say no when delante lays out that toronto's defense isn't exactly well equipped to stop denver and denver's defense isn't well equipped to stop anybody right now i see points i'm gonna go with the over
0: yeah uh uh, Denver has given up 117, 128, and 122 over the last three games on their losing streak. And then um, the Toronto Raptors uh, for the last five games have gone over the total. Uh, they've uh, given up points as well, but they're they're averaging close to around 115 per game over the last five games um, against the opponents. Uh, Delonte, thoughts on the total? Yeah, I'm I'm going
1: over. I mean, Scott laid it out. It's just advantages on both sides for offenses, and it it could end up being a track. I mean, the Raptors don't look to run, but in the game against Denver, uh, at at Denver, they it was a little bit more paced than what I was what I was thinking of. But mm-hmm. I think both offenses have the advantage. Um, let's see, uh, three of the last oh, four, of the last five went over for Toronto. Three of the last five went over for Denver um denver's offense tra- offense travels on the road they're pretty much top five on the road and at home in offensive efficiency and i mean i don't see any ways that either team can stop one another so i like the over
0: yeah i'm there with you guys are probably like a raptors team total over uh in this game again like i mentioned the last three games uh, denver dead last as far as defense goes um and i think the only guy that really plays defense on this team is what aaron gordon bruce brown Bruce Brown, you can throw ACP, that conversation ACP, as ACP well. KCP does. KCP, but I think like we mentioned that what the game plan for the Raptors should be is that it's going to be that pick and roll here tonight, whether it's getting inside the paint or dishing out to some of the shooters that they do have on this team. So they did score 113 in um, Denver in that last game, uh, and then the team total tonight for the uh, Toronto Raptors is at 114. So I think being back at home in their building – like we mentioned with the revenge angle, I think that they should be able to take advantage here. So I do like the over over for the full game. I think my better play would be the Raptors team total. Let's go over to some player props in this game. Um Talante, why don't you lead us off? Uh,
1: yeah, I like Van Vleet over man over his assist. If you look at Van Vleet's yeah. like assist log, Jesus, he's like Magic Johnson. Like he is dishing the rock <laughs> like crazy. Uh, he's over in let's see. Um, he's over in uh let's see seven of uh, six of the last seven he had 13 against Denver in the previous game uh, I also like his points and assists over uh Munaf you you hit the nail on the head with uh the pick and roll so I think they're going to put Jokic in a lot of pick and roll sets and I think he's going to play drop coverage and forever league's gonna burn them so if you can get you can get plus money on over eight and a half assists also on favorite league uh his points and assists is at 27 and a half uh he's over in two of the last three with that so Hey man, I I like Fred VanVleet a lot in this game. I also like Scotty Barnes' points. I mean, uh, rebounds and assists over ten and a half. So he's over in two of the last three, and he's been more assertive on the glass. And he will be with the Nuggets having a lack of paint presence. So um, I think he's doing a good job also of running the secondary offense when Fred VanVleet's off the floor, and uh, he was doing that a little bit more on a road trip. But I like the matchup for him. So his rebounds and assists is over ten and a half. Like that a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, the first play I put in today was actually Fred Van Vliet assist over eight and a half. All the reasons that you uh, mentioned, I'm not going to repeat everything. Um, 14 against the Denver Nuggets. Also did take Fred Van Vliet over one and a half steals here tonight. That was at plus money at plus 110. He's had uh, two or more steals in six out of the last seven games. Overall, he did have two steals against the Denver Nuggets as well. So I think that training is going to continue here tonight. So those are the two plays I did like for Fred Van Vliet as far as player props. And again, if you are a DFS player, I think Van Van may be a good option to put into your lineup here tonight as well. Um, Scott, player props.
2: Yeah, I already mentioned Pertle. I think that's a good price. He was around even money at 13.5. He's had at least 14 and 5 of 6. He's had at least 14 and 3 of 4 against Denver. And Denver's also allowing the sixth most points in the paint per game. And we know that all Pertle does is take layups. So I do think you're going to end up seeing Pertle have a good game here. You mentioned Van Vliet assists. I agree. He can't shoot, but he can pass, so there's that. But Van Vliet, you know he's shooting thirty nine percent from the floor this year.
0: Yes, it's been pretty bad and he still gets up the attempts, Scott. And he <laughs> right? wants it a doesn't matter. He wants a yeah. big contract. <laughs> uh all right, anything else for this game, guys?
2: Murray threes if he plays, but I don't I don't see much.
0: Yeah. Um he's been struggling shooting a little bit, Murray, but um, yeah, we'll internet. see if he plays. Yeah. He went, what, 5 of 12 from three-point land in that game?
2: I think he went 0 for from two, but he hit all five threes or yeah. something. I don't think he made a two-pointer in the entire game. Let
0: but... me see. Uh, Jamal Murray, yeah, 5 of 19 from the floor against the Nets, 5 of 12 from three-point line. Oh, <laughs> I over thought, seven. yeah, okay.
2: He went 0 for seven from two. That's what I thought.
0: Okay. Yeah, 0 of seven from two. Um, all right, guys, before we continue the conversation here, let me tell everyone about uh, the brand-new sponsor over on the, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That is going to be Shady Rays. Look, summer is right around the corner, and and you're probably looking for some uh, new sunglasses. Uh, Let Shady Rays help you out. Uh, Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends over at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Uh, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Their durable frames are extremely clear, Uh, for outdoor adventures and that's not all shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses backed by the lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on the first day you get it in the mail they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair no questions asked wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase with shady rays you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within the 30-day uh, return window. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN. off of two or more pair of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 of their customers. That's ShadyRays.com and make sure to use promo code SGPN. right, guys, let's continue the conversation here for the next game on the board. That's going to be the uh, Lakers in New Orleans tonight to take on the Pelicans. Uh, Looking at the opening line uh, for this game, the New Orleans Pelicans open up as a one and a half point favorite. That number is now down to a pick them total open up at about 225 and a half. That number has uh, pretty much stayed the course at 225 and a half. Do see some 226 out there as well. Looking at the uh, injury report for both of these teams. Let's start here with the L.A. Lakers. Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis is probable here tonight. Uh, we know Mo Bamba is going to be out for a while. That is it for the Lakers. And of course, LeBron, we know, is out for the Pelicans. uh, Brandon Ingram is officially questionable here tonight with a right ankle sprain. Um, And then, of course, we know Zion is out. And then Jose Alvarado also continues to be out for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Scott, why don't you leave us off with this game? Currently down to a pick between the Lakers and the Pelicans.
2: So for this one, I think I'm gonna lean to the Lakers. Pelicans had a nice win against Portland because Trey Murphy went nuts and had 40 something points. I still don't think this team is just that good. I think they're fine. Now the Lakers are kind of in the same boat. I thought they've played pretty well. I thought the Knicks just outplayed them down the stretch, but D'Angelo had a 30 piece. He's been very good since he came back from injury. Uh they still have Anthony Davis, who always does well against New Orleans. The series has been competitive this year. Uh, it's Lakers 2-1. to one. They won the last meeting by 18. But AD just always gives New Orleans problems. And when you have a pretty much unguardable guy based on how New Orleans is structured roster-wise, I think you're going to end up seeing Davis has a good game. I think you'll probably see Malik Beasley get back on track. I like the depth that the Lakers have ever since they made the trade. I'm not sold on New Orleans bench at this, at this point in time. I'm going to link to the Lakers. I know New Orleans is very good at home, though, so it's kind of tricky. I like AD props. That's going to be the main thing for me. I I just think that he's going to match up well. They're looking at his two meetings against New Orleans this season. Had, uh, sorry, three meetings. He had 20 and 16. He had 34 and 14 and 28 and, and 10. And he went 13 of 17 against New Orleans last game. So if he ends up shooting the ball more I'm not sure New Orleans can stop him. He also only attempted five free throws and went two for five in the last meeting. I think he could be more aggressive and go to the line more. I like AD props in this game. I think he'll play well against his former team.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, he came out himself in that game against the... What was your last game against, was it? The Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, and he said that I didn't play well in that game. I need to be better. And a lot of times when anthony davis does say that he typically does respond in a big way obviously the revenge angle is there as well uh for ad i don't know how much that matters to him uh now after the trade which happened about three years ago but he just going keeps wall well against him yeah and again like you mentioned it, it's a matchup advantage as well right i don't mm-hmm. think valentine can guard him and if i know he's playing here tonight but he's always he always gets into foul trouble um so I, I agree with you, Scott. I think it's probably more Anthony Davis props in this game. But I do like, if I had to bet this game, um, and I'm starting to lean towards the Lakers and putting actually money down on it. Um, you mentioned D'Angelo Russell has been playing well since he got traded and again, since he came back from the ankle injury. Um, the depth has been really good. I want to see more out of Malik Beasley, at least consistently knocking down the three point shot. Um, but Vanderbilt has been great for this team. Uh, Austin Reeves, since he came back, he's been really good as well. Um, so I do like the Lakers in this game uh, right now at a big. Delonta, what do you got for this game, man?
1: Yeah, honestly, I have no idea what the Pelicans like. I can't catch up to the Pelicans. Uh, either I bet on them, they lose. I bet against them, they win. So it's kind of up in the air on getting a handle on them. They haven't been playing well as of late, three and seven ATS last 10. Like Scott alluded to, they are 19 and 15 ATS at home. Uh, They just, they don't have a lot of offense. Uh, CJ McCollum's kind of, it looks like he's wearing down uh, from having to carry the team. I don't think they brought him there to be like the number one. And right now with all those injuries, he was kind of having to do everything, like set guys up. He's having to score. He's having to defend more than he wants to. Um, So I like the Lakers here. I think you guys laid it out with Anthony Davis thing. I think he has a extreme advantage. Uh, their seventh in rim percentage offense are the Lakers, and New Orleans is dead last in rim percentage defense. So they should dominate in the paint, um, along with, you know, Rui, uh, Vanderbilt, and, and some of those other guys should dominate in the paint. There should be free lanes to the basket. New Orleans is a little bit overrated as a defensive team. I think they're 19 points per possession allowed uh, per 100 possessions. So I think it's a little bit overstated due to some of the, you know, lack of offenses they played in the past month. Um, Their strength is defending the three, but, I mean, that don't matter here because the Lakers, they don't shoot the 3 wheels, so that strength is kind of negated. They do like to run in transition, and the Lakers struggle in transition. 27th, their points per possession allowed in transition, while New Orleans is 10th uh, on offense. But like you guys laid it out, I mean, the Lakers have played a tough schedule in the last five games. The the Pelicans are the worst team they've played in probably, like, the last week and a half. So, Mm -hmm. Since LeBron, they're four and two, since that LeBron injury, they're four and two straight up. They've covered seven of the last ten, including three of the last five. Um, their defense has been elite over the last ten games, second in defensive rating, and they're also fourteenth on the year. Uh I just think they I just think that they can come in here after that lackluster performance and, and get the win. I mean, I know New Orleans, if Brandon Ingram plays, I guess the line will kind of shift to, to New Orleans. Maybe like it'll go off Lakers like plus one, plus one and a half. But I just think that the path for victory is is easier for the Lakers here. They defend without fouling the first and free throw rate defense, which pretty much helps because New Orleans is is top 10 in free throw rate offense. So they'll keep them off the free throw line. I don't think that, I don't think the Pelicans have enough offense to be able to score on the Lakers defense. So uh, give me the Lakers here in the tight game.
0: Yeah. Again, this is a big game for obviously playoff standings Mm -hmm. as well. At least the play in bracket tournament. Um, Both these teams are, are, I have the same record at 33 and 35. So, you know, when tiebreakers and things like that come into play or even just qualifying for the play in tournament. I mean, the team that loses here tonight probably, you know, they will at least uh, at the end of the night fall out of that play in tournament bracket. And then uh, whichever team wins will be tied with Dallas for the eighth spot as well. So um, I think both I think more so the Lakers know what's at stake here tonight as far as playoff seating and things like that go. So. Um, yeah, I do like the Lakers, uh, in this game. Like, you know, you mentioned their Delonte, um, let's get over to the total in this game. Guys currently sitting at two twenty six. Delonte, what do you like for that as far as the total? Yeah, I like the under, uh, like I've mentioned with the Lakers, I think
1: they've been playing really good defense and I don't think the Pelicans offensively can do anything. They don't have really an advantage other than transition. And I think the Lakers can, can limit some of the transition things that they want to do. So I like the under. I think it's going to be a slower-paced game with the Lakers trying to pound the ball into AD, where which is their biggest advantage. So why not pound the ball into AD? So I like the under here. Um, I don't think that the Pelicans can score enough. And I think the Lakers, they're not just an explosive offense. So I think they'll score just enough to get the win.
0: Yeah, I mean look like you mentioned their defensive rating has been really good. Over the last ten games, Lakers are number two as far as defensive rating in the entire league. And if we want to filter that down to the last five games, they're still in the in the top ten uh tied at uh sorry, they're number three actually. So the defense has been consistent for this Lakers team. Scott, total.
2: Uh for me I'm gonna lean to the under. Uh the Lakers defensively have been solid. I'm not gonna overreact to New Orleans waking up offensively because they faced off against Portland and Trey Murphy at 40-plus points. I feel like people are going to suddenly overrate the Pelicans' offense because of one good game, but you're looking at the couple games before that scored 96 against the Thunder, scored 113 against the Mavericks, which isn't even that impressive because Dallas can't guard anybody. Uh, they get, they scored 108 against Sacramento. Sacramento really can't guard anybody, and they scored 99 against Golden State. I, just don't, I don't think this offense is very good, and Ingram might not play. I'll lean to the under in this one.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, I do like the under in this game as well. Like we mentioned, the defensive number. Actually, for both teams, has been really good. And again, you know, like Scott mentioned there, the offense, at least for the Pelicans, sure, they had one great game. Uh, but other than that, they've really been struggling. We've talked about that over since, even prior to the all-star break, that this offense just was struggling to score points. So 226 seems like a, a bit rich here. So I, I definitely like the under as well. Let's get into the player props here for this game. Uh, LG mentioning uh, really likes the 80 over 2.5 assists. It's has hit this in three straight uh, this year against the Pelicans and then four straight against the Pelicans uh, hit in the last four games. Feels like a smash spot. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big A.D. game here tonight. Uh, Whether you want to play just points, rebounds and assists, uh, points, and rebounds or rebounds alone. uh, I think there's a nice bounce back spot here tonight for Anthony Davis. Uh, Scott, I know you mentioned Anthony Davis in this game. Any other uh, players or you want to expand on Anthony Davis here tonight?
2: Well, I co signed the assist play because I do think at some point New Orleans might start trapping or doubling because I just think that he's going to be too dominant down low. Do you want to only take D'Angelo Russell threes or points or something? Because it's tough to go against him right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, the guy's uh, he's shooting it well, man. And I think that, you know, uh, we saw Don't him fall for it, man. Don't fall for <laughs> it. Hey,
1: listen, I I, I'm, I like him tonight, but listen, D'Angelo Russell he,
0: he can go 0 for 17, 0 for 16. But- yeah, I think when the... when. You, when it, his, the, the hand is hot right now, right? He's 11 of 19 over his last mm-hmm. two games, so I think that uh, probably got to continue to ride. He's had 28 and 33 over the last two games. Uh, assists are there as well. He's had seven or more in three of the last four games, eight assists in the game against the Knicks, nine against the Toronto Raptors. So if you want to go points and assists here tonight, um, I forgot who mentioned in the in the chat here, they also do like um, D-Lo's threes. Yeah, KW Franchise pointing out d Four plus threes tonight is 175 or more at uh, plus four seventy. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, Glante, player props. Yeah, I'm always talking shit about D-Lo, but I like I do like his points and assists tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> over twenty-seven and a half, but just long term, just don't just fall. Don't just think he's going to be a consistent like twenty and ten kind of guy. Uh, but uh, I do like him tonight. Favorable matchup. Uh, he's went over twenty-seven and a half points and assists in three of the last four. Uh, in the game that he didn't go over. Uh, he played eight minutes. I'm not sure. Did he get injured in a game or get taken out early? Cause uh, I was the okay. Golden State game? Uh, I can't remember which game it was, but I know in that span – um, he only played eight minutes in one of those games. Yeah, that was D'Angelo a, that, that was,
0: yeah, that was a Warriors game where he hurt okay. his ankle. Yeah,
1: yeah so even then he was on pace to to have a pretty good game uh, in those eight minutes. So I like him over twenty seven and a half uh, points point assists, especially without Alvarado. He's still out, right? Alvarado's still yeah, out. Yeah, he's
0: out for sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: so I mean they don't have a piss to to really get on him, and even then he probably post him up. But yeah, I like D'Lo over twenty seven and a half points and assists tonight.
0: Kelowna's the type he'll push you down, but he'll also give you a hand. Uh, yeah, uh, he'll pick it. you back yeah. up as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So what we'll do here, we'll we'll break here for uh, part one, and then we'll get into part two here. So this is uh, the end of part one, and tune in for part two.